Hello and welcome to the Relationship Breakthrough Show from Aligned With Love. I'm Matt. And I am Rebecca. This is the place for people to have a magical, loving, intimate relationship. Thanks for joining us. Now let's get started. When we find ourselves stuck in a rut, whether it be in work, in our relationship or in any other aspect, there are normally some kind of hidden sabotaging patterns at play. And these can cost us in so many ways, not only in terms of the outcome, but in terms of time and stress and in all kinds of areas. And we're going to be exploring this today about how we get stuck in that rut, what it means when we're going around in circles. And most importantly, what do we need to do to get out of that rut? And we're going to be looking at five brain hacks that we can use right away to start getting ourselves unstuck. And today I'm joined by mindset coach Adelaide Goody, who works with clients to ensure that they show up consistently at their best, both in their professional and personal lives. And she's been on her own journey of recovery and growth from hitting rock bottom a few years ago to really turning things around to where she is today. So I'm delighted to be joined by Adelaide. So firstly, Adelaide, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Great to have you with me. And my first question I wanted to ask you, if we were having these patterns, these self-sabotaging patterns that get us stuck in this rut where we're going around in circles, what would be the signs of that? Or how would I know that I was in one of those patterns? Sometimes they're really obvious in that we react in a certain way. Maybe we shout at our child and then we think immediately, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. But we notice we do it, you know, multiple times a day. And that's a good indicator that this is a limiting pattern. On the other hand, I have clients who have diaries for um, three or more years and they read them back and they suddenly go, they can connect the dots and like, oh my God, I've been doing this thing for over three years and it's not changing because sometimes it feels like we're changing, but actually the, we're still stuck in the same position. Maybe we've moved a centimeter forward. Um, but it's not enough. We want to fully remove this block or this pattern. And it can show up in all areas of our lives, whether it's in relationships and maybe we get to a point in a relationship, maybe it's a year in and suddenly we're like, this is like, if I continue, this, this, is, this is a serious relationship and maybe it's easier for me to cut and run at this point because I'm really scared and you may be thinking, I don't want to run, but I don't know what else to do. I don't see any other options that's going to keep me safe. So that's another mm. example of a limiting pattern that will only come up in very specific situations. I see. Okay, that's a great point. So it can pan out in, in different ways. And, um, you know, it's interesting the point you said that sometimes we might feel that we've moved forward. You know, maybe we, we, we've left our partner and we think, okay, everything's great now, but then a little way down the line, we find ourselves back in some kind of similar dilemma. Yeah. What do you think is the effect when we have that dawning realization of, oh, there seems to be a pattern here or something seems to be happening again and again. Maybe it's an argument with my partner or frustration or something. How does that impact on us when we get caught in that cycle? The realization, it can go two different ways. Usually, uh, not usually, it can go two different ways. So for example, I had a client and she was told that if you don't lose weight, you're not going to, due to health issues, you will not be able to compete in the sport that you love. 
Now, given that sentence, some people would be like, oh my God, I have to lose weight now. And they would do all the right things. For her, she completely self-sabotaged for an entire year and actually put on a bit of weight. And that's when she came to work with me. So that's one scenario where we have the realization or we're given the realization, but we're so overwhelmed, we're so filled with fear that we kind of panic, we don't know what to do and we make the situation worse. Mm. The other Mm. side is when we have the realization, um, maybe through a traumatic event. So I was just talking to a client today and they had an unexpected death in their team and it's made them reevaluate and really 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 be like I am done I am done being stuck I am done doing these unhelpful things even if it's only like once a week I'm doing them he's like I am done being the subpar version of myself and now he's got this like file lit under his ass and it could be we have a realization and especially when we become aware of the behaviors the thoughts and the feelings we're doing in the moment and we're like stop and this will be one of the brain hacks um i see i can now give myself the option to do something else so we can rewire the brain we can change our behavior our response in that moment so there are Mm. lots of different ways we can have these realizations and there are different ways that we can respond Some people, it's down the downward spiral. For others, it's up the upward spiral. And Mm -hmm. for some, it's like being like, I'm getting off the hamster wheel and I'm going to do it differently to get a different result. I see. I see. That sounds really, really fascinating. We're going to come back to this more. And I'd really love to come back to this question that you just raised of like getting to the point of change, like this moment where we maybe recognize that something isn't viable anymore. We've got to change something. I'd love to come back to that point uh, in a moment, as well as coming on to, uh, as we said, our five brain hacks, the ways that we can actually start to make the shift as well. Before we do that, though, I'd love to hear a bit about your own journey, Adelaide. I know you've come through a number of challenges. I'd love for you to share that with our listeners, please. So my career began very unconventionally and unlike the majority of people's in coaching. And I had severe chronic fatigue syndrome for about four years, over a decade ago now. And if I look back on that time, it is just a bed-ridden blur of darkness. And it was times filled with you know, hopelessness and despair. And it really was a rock bottom, especially when you're told by London's leading doctor, you'll have this for the rest of your life. There is nothing you can do and it will get worse. Mm. And I was like, I was 21 when I was delivered that news. And I was thinking for the rest of my life, that's like 70 freaking years. I'm mm. stuck in a bed, unable to do anything. I was like, no freaking way is that my life. And as a Hail Mary after trying lots of different treatments, which didn't really have any impact, I signed up to a three-day brain training seminar called The Lightning Process. And in three days, I fully recovered. This is because our brain is plastic. It changes, grows, and develops as a result of how we use it. And we can accelerate that process by using very specific brain training strategies and exercises. I see. So I was able to harness the brain's power of change to create rapid 
transformation. Mm. And my area of stuckness was having this negative inner voice on a loop saying, oh, I'm tired. Oh, this is exhausting. I am so tired 24-7. And when we, our, our words, our language, our, our words are the language of the brain. Our feelings are the language of the body. But the words we use not only activate and strengthen our neuropathways, but they activate the physical response in our body. So when we say, oh, I'm tired, the brain is lighting up the neuropathways for tiredness, strengthening, activating, they're going to grow together. So it's very easy for you to think and feel now tiredness in the future, sorry, now and in the future. Um, yeah. But also the word tiredness is then activating the physical response for tiredness in the body. So you get really good at feeling tired. And that's how I got stuck doing chronic fatigue syndrome. And it was by recognizing that in the voice, the voice. and understanding how to change it, that I was able to go from being bedridden to doing CrossFit, traveling the world, working on a cattle station, hiking to Everest Base Camp for more in Nepal, working in China and doing many more amazing things. And now I'm living my dream life in Norway. Fantastic. That's an amazing story. And, uh, you know, well done for turning that around so comprehensively and showing the doctor that, well, you had your own idea about where things were, were heading and you, you took action. So massive well done on that. Um, would you say, just to summarise that, it's almost like you, when you look back on that period where you were unwell or struggling, was it like, was it the patterns that you had, the way you talked to yourself or what, how would you describe the thing that you were doing at that point that was giving you that stuck result? So the reason the chronic fatigue syndrome was triggered was it was so many things happened within the space of a year. Um, so I finished my A-levels and I put myself under a lot of a lot of stress and pressure for that. I, I, I was at boarding school and there were eating disorders. So that was playing a factor. I went traveling and I got, so I had uh, with my wisdom teeth extraction that went wrong, ended up in hospital. Um, and then I was really ill with food poisoning in India. And that gave me two parasites, which went undiagnosed for a year and a half. And I also had an E. coli, a severe E. coli infection, which went undiagnosed for a year. So all of those things kind of broke the camel's back with my body. And, and very gradually, it my body was just breaking, breaking down. But once I fully recovered, it wasn't bouncing back because it was so used to being almost tired um and so yeah. we think that's why we gradually like this inner voice gradually became so powerful and the body was trained so well by me um to feel tiredness um and that's that's what i feel most likely happened but you don't know um mm, but i suspect that is probably all those contributing factors just started to train the brain and the body to feel tired to be tiredness so then my yeah. past became a return of my future I or my see. future okay, became so a return became of my a, past sorry that's okay so it became like a, a habit and then you got to this point of well was it when the doctor said to you you know this is your life uh Adelaide this is how it's going to be or what was your point of actually so, realizing no I really do need to yeah. do something here Severe crepitation syndrome is really strange in that there is no diagnosis for it. It's a process of elimination. So I'd started, when I noticed I was first unwell, I was seeing doctors all the time, but no one knew what, what was wrong with me. All the tests were yeah. coming back clear, even for parasites, even for infections. 
Um, mm-hmm. So we were doing lots of different things to to help my body recover because I would bloat to look six months pregnant. It was my, it was just crazy what was going on with my gut. So what we were doing already, I was like, this is unacceptable way of life and doing different nutrition things, going back to reflexology, going down the alternative routes, but nothing was really having an impact. Um, When I saw that doctor, I thought he would have the answer being the top doctor for ME in the country, but Mm. that was his answer. And that's when I was like, this, this really can't go on. And I'll continue to do anything I can with the little energy I have to live my best life. Um, and actually, I'd almost exhausted all options um, until I found this, this process. Mm, okay, amazing. Well, thanks for sharing that example. And I think the, the, the resonance here is that sense of like being in a pattern. So what you've described is like a pattern that you were in, which you found a way to break free of, which that sounds like a fantastic uh, achievement. And I guess because we're focusing a lot here on relationships, it's thinking about how those patterns play out in relationships and what that then looks like when things are not working. We have those sort of habits. So um, I wanted to just come back to the, the before we get into our five brain hacks, I'd love to ask you again, like, what do you think happens at that point where we flip over from just like running the pattern to actually saying, okay, enough is enough and we need to do something different. What, how do you think, what do you think is the process that was reaching that point, that threshold? It's different for everyone. For some people, for a lot of people, it's when they hit like a, a big significant event in their life and they're like, this cannot go on. I think it's becoming more and more common to seek help when we're just feeling dissatisfied. Mm. But the level of dissatisfied that people have to cross to get a coach or to take massive action is different for everyone. Mm. I know for me, I'm a very low threshold for dissatisfaction. (laughs) So I will take action quite quickly. Whereas Mm. you see other people who could be you know, down in a downward spiral for five or more years and still not take action. So it's really, it's really personal um, how people yeah. come to decide to create change. I see. Good. Fantastic. That makes, makes a lot of sense as well. Um, Adley, so with that in mind, let's come on to the five, these five brain hacks that you've got prepared um, that for people listening, where if they resonate in any way with this sense of being in a cycle or maybe not moving forward to the place they want to be, in a relationship or even just individually if we're, we're struggling um what's the first brain hack you want to share with us uh, it's a really simple one and it's always overcomplicated. but to become aware become aware of your thoughts you know just take the time for one day and just just be your own detective and be curious there's no place for blame or judgment or beating yourself up we are where mm. we are and this is where we're at and we have to accept that and say that, you know, it's okay because from now on I'm taking action and just okay. listen to yourself. We rarely give ourselves space and time to listen, to be aware of our thoughts, to be aware of our actions. Because if, for example, one of the behaviors we're dissatisfied is with is that we're not eating healthy or well, what is underpinning that? What thoughts are you having when you know, maybe you go for the junk food. If we're in a relationship and the same argument is happening again and again, well, what is the precursor to that? 
why is the argument happening? Why are you responding in that way? What thoughts and feelings are you having? Um, like, do you want to win the argument, for example? Why do you want to win? What belief is underpinning that? Um, and finding out the truth. So the second hack would be to ask yourself questions. The okay. why and the how questions, like, why am I doing this? How can I do something else instead? Um, because I see. it's the questions that get us really great questions mm. is what gets us to the answer. Um, so, for example, as I said before, we said recording, I was in a situation on Tuesday where um, in my relationship, my boyfriend, one of his baggages he he brings to the table is um, he's very scared of losing control over the things he loves, which is family, work, um, his DIY and his hobbies. Yeah. And he's so scared that I'm going to take them from him. And I was like, where is the evidence of this? And there is none because I've never asked him of that. And we're of the same I thing. I was like, if he asked me to not to like, to, to go skiing, like to not go skiing and to do something else instead, I'd be like, well, that's a bit strange because <laughs> we both are mm -hmm. so passionate about skiing. I'm like, mm. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to take anything from him as much as he doesn't want to take anything from me. It's all about you yeah. Know, what can we give the person? How can we add value to them? And instead of, you know, it could have been very. If I'd reacted in a very emotional, in a very defensive way, that relationship, which has so much amazing potential, would have ended. And I'm not saying it's not going to end in a year's time. We don't know. They would have ended yeah. on Tuesday evening, but instead of being reactive, it was like, "Well, why are you like? Why do you feel this way? Like, where is this coming from? How can I help you overcome this? Would you like yeah. to create change? Would you like to move forward with me? Would you allow me to create the space for you to feel safe to share your okay. feelings so you can work through this and no longer do this behavior? So, if you do come to another relationship, that." you're not running when things get scary for you. And yeah. so it was through discussing it in this way that, well, being a coach, I was able to, I was like, do you mind if I put on my coaching hat? And he was like, no, that's okay. Um, so we actually had some big breakthroughs for him in the discussion. So but, that was through asking some great questions, just opening things up or exploring through some great questions. Is that, is that right? It's all about the great questions and being your own really great coach. And you don't really hear much of this strategy in the self-help industry. It's always kind of your being told what to do and what to explore. But mm -hmm. one of the best ways to live your life is to start asking yourself great questions. So with my clients, they get so many different questions. Um, so, and then they can, and then I start to hear them asking, like when they get a bit stuck, they start to ask themselves questions and journal it to figure it out. And that's when I know yeah. I'm doing a great job because I'm giving them the life skills to live their best life. Cause I don't want them to yeah. always need a coach. You know, I want to yeah, put myself out of the job with each client. Um, so yeah. you want to ask yourself great questions. I see. That's, that sounds really, aware. really helpful. Yeah. I mean, that, that definitely accords with what we do for sure. Uh, Adelaide, yeah, questions are so key, aren't they, to open up different ways of thinking or relating to yep. things. So that sounds like a really great, um, a great, great step. So perfect. Well, what's the next uh, brain hack you wanted to share, Adelaide? The next one is thinking, who actually do you want to be? 
so often we are wrapped up in the negative narrative, the limiting narrative of how dissatisfied I am, how negative everything is, how it's all going badly, how awful my partner is, um, oh, how, how angry my boss makes me. And we never stop to think, well, A, we have influence all over that and actually put yourself in the driver's seat. Let's not play victim mode anymore. Um, cutting bullshit a bit there. Um, but who do you want to be? What does mm. that version of you actually look like? What yeah. do they think? What do they believe? How do they identify? How do they behave? How do they respond in that sticky situation? And then following on from that hack, the fourth one would be, how can you bring that version of yourself into your reality today? What can you start to do today? So maybe it's changing a thought. Maybe it's drinking more water. Maybe it's telling your partner how much you love them and you're grateful for them. Maybe it's, you know, when an argument is happening, you actually take a step back, take a few deep breaths, and then you're able to reset and go in with a more objective and clearer mind. Mm, so we're I thinking, see. how can I bring my future version into myself today? Because people mm. always think like, if I want to get a promotion or I want that dream relationship, well, I'm always waiting for it. Well, actually, who is the version of you in the dream relationship? How can you bring mm. that version into today? So then when it comes I along, see. you're ready and prepared to, to go for it. And you know, this is it. This is the one I want. I guess it, that makes sense, Adelaide. So it's like thinking about who we want to be. How would the best version of me be, I suppose, in a in a, a sort of phrase? And then well, what would I need to do for that to be my reality today? And what what different actions would I need to take for that different or that ideal self to be here right now? Is that is that right? Exactly. Hit the nail on the head. It's exactly. And the fifth mm. one is visualizing. So okay. being in the first person. So we're going through, if we want a dream relationship, it's visualizing how would you show up in that relationship today? What would that look like? Um, but mm. you're, you're visualizing going through it in the present. So we're not like, I oh, I would do this. It's I've texted my boyfriend or my girlfriend this morning to see how they're doing or, oh, we've planned this really fun getaway to do together. Um, yeah. That kind of stuff. So we want to visualize in the present only using that life enhancing language. So there's not, oh, I wake up today and I'm not stressed because we're still feeling stressed. It's, I wake up today feeling really happy and calm. And I'm so excited for the day ahead of me. Mm. I see. So thinking of the qualities that we want to experience and, spending some time every day visualizing them is that right Adelaide? yeah stepping into as if it's in your reality today like you know yeah. when you get up this morning what did you do and what would you love to do instead and visualize that version of you if yeah. you want to eat healthier visualize the version of you eating the salad or feeling really good about doing it um that's what you want to be visualizing i see uh, how do you recommend people actually do the visualization just to set things up would you would you ask people to write things down, maybe to create a journal or a picture first, or how, how would you actually go about it? Um, I would say write it down first and you can just bullet point it because some of us are better visualizers than others. So some people will be able to be like, I totally know what this looks like and is a hundred percent there and it's doing it really well. Whereas others mm. find it a little bit more challenging. Some people say like, oh, I'm not a very good visualizer. And it's like, well, that's the limiting belief right there. Um, so that's always fun and interesting. Everyone yeah. can visualize is how the brain stores mm. information in videos and in qualities of the videos and images. 
It's just finding yeah. out what kind of visualization works for you the best um, mm-hmm. and writing it down and then step into that. And some people like vision boards because then they have images they can step into. Some people just like writing it down. Um, and that's a good starting point with some nice music in the background. Mm, amazing. Sounds like a, a great a great start. So, um, yeah, I love that. And this is all really concrete, tangible stuff we can do, isn't it? It's what I love what, what we're talking about here, Adelaide, is you know, if we're having the sense of feeling stuck, it gives us some things that we can actually start to um, start to do. Um, I just want to come back briefly to the first point, Adelaide, that you, you, um, we talked about awareness, like awareness being a really good starting point. What would that look like in practice let's say okay i get that adelaide i want to be more aware what do i need to do just give us some ideas of the things yeah so this is where people who do overthinking do it really well it's just having the intention to be aware it's a skill and a practice you have to just it's a a skill it's a practice in that we have to integrate this into our everyday life becoming aware of what are we thinking what are we doing and it's a skill the more you become intentional on being aware of what you're doing the more and easier it will become so for me it's very second nature for my clients it becomes very second nature but when we start off it can be a bit slow it can be a bit clunky it can be more difficult Um, but Mm. you just have to set the intention and decide how am I going to capture this is it going to be on notes on a phone I'll do it straight away when I notice something limiting or am I going to do it at the end of the day and look back on my day and write down what I noticed then I see yeah that sounds sounds really helpful listen thank you well yeah this has been really useful I really appreciate your time Adelaide joining us today um how can people keep in touch or find out more about what you do so you can find out about what I do on my website adelaidegrieve.com if you are interested in the brain stories we've spoken about and you want to take it to the next step i have a limited podcast series that is secret so you need to have you need to give me your email basically so if you're interested you can go adelaide.com and you'll find it at the top of the page um, or forward slash boot camp and you can sign up there and it's just five episodes which take you through step by step very similar to the, actually the strategies that i shared with you today but just delving mm. more into into the into the depths of really how how do we do this and why is it yeah. important um otherwise you can Excellent. find me on social media on instagram and linkedin adelaide good eve it's all very simple just adelaide adelaide good eve is where you can find Fantastic. me on well, we'll, we'll include the links as well at adelaide so if anyone didn't wasn't sure of the spelling they can just get that from the, the show notes so that, that's great and yeah i love the idea of your your podcast series and obviously anyone listening if you want to find out more take this to the next level you know where Adelaide is so um yeah a, a final thought Adelaide a final call to action mm-hmm. or uh yeah what, what would you like to leave people with don't be afraid to take action be brave to live your life which sounds so corny but when we are up against something that scares us and that we're uncomfortable with that we're dissatisfied with it can be scary to hold the mirror up and be like this has to change Um, so do be brave and live your best life okay that's all for today thanks again for joining us and please remember to subscribe and to leave us a review who could you share this episode with that needs to hear this message share this episode and remember that the quality of your relationship determines the quality of your life see you on the next episode